It's time for the Big Nasty Show right here on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. Seems a bit inappropriate that Working Man will be playing because that's the, the furthest thing from what I've been doing the last couple weeks. I'm just gallivanting all over this beautiful countryside. And now I come back here after a little sabbatical, a little leave of absence, and I look across and I see <laughs> Trevor Bacon Kelsey. What have I done? What have I done to deserve this this feeling I've got right now? What do I what have I done? Uh, I don't know. I'm just wondering where you just stopped working a couple of weeks ago. I, 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 you haven't seen me. You haven't seen me. In, it's been, I was, was going to guess, like, since, I don't know, when were you able to walk? You stopped being a working man? <laughs> yeah, I've never. I've, here's, the, here's the deal. You ever done I, manual labor? I, I, absolutely. I have the done, construction? Yeah, or? well, I did flooring. I did flooring. Like, uh, uh, how floor long? T- floor t- not long. It's, I, I don't like manual labor. <laughs> I, picked, I picked pumpkins my first job. That was a, that was a tough gig. I worked, in, I worked in a factory at Third Shot. I, this is the great story how I think of things. Uh, <laughs> I needed a job. There was a there was a factory job. I thought I'll do the factory thing, and this is the dumb nineteen twenty year old that I was. And it was a third shift job. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm the type of guy that's up all night anyway. I'm a night alley. Third shift would be right up my alley. It took two days to realize there's a difference <laughs> in being Have up all ever, night working uh, and being an up all night doing vices uh, playing uh, video games. <laughs> vices and video games. <laughs> yes. the, the, the double V's. Yes. Have you ever worked swing shift? You're familiar with swing shift? This is an interesting is that, phenomenon. Is that like a third it's, you work, shift? You, well, no, it's all three shifts. They call it swing shift because you work uh, second shift for a week and then you go to third shift for a week and, and you have like. Oh, it'd th- be a nightmare. Oh, it's ridiculous. I worked at the. the I've done. I've it, done all every shift known to man at some point in time in my life, but my, never like that. My mother's company uh, when I was growing up, I was in between semesters at school, and during the summer I worked at the. It was an international paper. Is that what you call it? In between semesters, <laughs> in between in sabbaticals, yeah. more more breaks, uh, and it was. I, I was making. Terms, I, was, I, was like, out. I was like thirty-five. <laughs> no, no, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm I, when I was in school, I was I was at B, I was B B and C's. That's all I ever. I mean, there was a there was a D here and there, and, and maybe an occasional F. I do you ever have more than one F on your report card in college? No, you seem like a pretty smart guy. No, I, was, I don't know. I wasn't blowing away anybody like <laughs> Matt Damon and. In uh, Google Hunting or anything like that, but I didn't. I didn't get any. Not in college, wow, in high good, school. I did. Good. I actually watched the his probably second to that movie, if not better than that movie. His best role um, in uh, it was the poker movie Rounders. Rounders, good movie, a great movie. Yeah. That was actually, incidentally, that was, uh, in my opinion, that was Ed Norton's probably best. One of his best performances. Very good. American History X still the best for me for Edward Norton. Ooh, uh, not, not, Very long list of good movies, but every, yeah, his was, role well, in American History X was just awesome. You know what? We're going to have to do an Ed Norton top five or top three one of these days, too, because he's a, he's one of my favorites. So lots yeah. to get to today. 
lots to get to today and not a lot of time to get to it. Uh, I've been, uh, as you have probably noticed and been weeping and upset that I haven't been here, you've, you've realized for however long. I spent a week up in New York, in uh, upstate New York at Saratoga Springs at Saratoga Raceway. There's a lot of people tuning in right now going, where's that national <laughs> show I've been hearing the last two weeks? That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? right. That's That's what what happened. Happened. That was Sean we, Salisbury. Why don't we leave this? <laughs> this is Jackie, Jack Joe back on. we finally so. got rid of him. Uh, no, no, you have not gotten rid of me. We've got a special guest today. we got Mr. Nick Schwartz, who also has been sort of uh, uh, absent from the show of late. We haven't had him on in a while. He's going to get on here, and we're going to talk. I don't know if you remember, but when we talked baseball months and months ago, one of these uh, one of these people, uh, the three of us, uh, said the Orioles would be in a good spot. And uh, guess what? They're in a good spot. So we're going to talk with Nick Schwartz here in just a minute. He's going to be on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. Lots going on around here. We had the uh, huge PGA tournament this weekend. Uh, Clap. Completely awesome. I don't know who got a chance to get out there, but if you didn't get a chance to get out there, just watching it on TV was spectacular. We had a, it culminated in a huge, amazing finish uh, last night. There was, you know, four players playing up the same fairway, and they were running out of daylight. There was rain earlier in the round. We're gonna get into all that today. We've got uh, some friends of mine. We've got coming to the the Iroquois Amphitheater. On Thursday this week, they got Humphreys McGee. The jam band's coming in town. It's going to be great. That starts at 7 at the Iroquois uh, Amphitheater. That's the kids from Production Simple putting that on. Um, lots of stuff going on. We have uh, fantasy footballs right around the corner. The real football's already underway. They're in camp. Uh, we've got Ryder Cup implications from this weekend from PGA. We've got the pro, pro football to talk about. I'm going to – we're going to propose uh, some fantasy conversation for you in the second segment. We're going to uh, – we're gonna do a lot of different things. Uh, do we got to, we got him on the line already? You ready for some Eagles talk? Uh, I, well, I, I I don't know. I, I hear you. I see you light up like a like a Christmas tree every time that uh, this voice is on the other end of the line. I'm ready. You, I'm you, ready you, to ask him why Nick Foles can go a whole season with two picks and he can't go through a first quarter without two picks. I know that was pathetic. Season. So uh, anyway, uh, with without further ado, let's go to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line and go to. Uh, we're just calling him a sports guru. He's just a sports guru. Whether he knows anything or not, he's, he can certainly talk about it. So, uh, sports guru, Mr. Nick Swartz, is on the line with us for the first time in a long time, buddy. How's it going? It's going good. I'm not just you know a sports guru, a writer, editor. I'm also a music, uh, a, a movie connoisseur. And you brought up a movie recently that I love, Rounders. One of the best movies ever made. Is it? Is, is it? I think myself as a movie critic as well. Let me ask you this: Is it Norton's best movie? That's what I was thinking. I think it's probably Norton's best work. Besides the, what was the movie where he was in with Richard Gere, where he played the psychopath? What was the name of that movie? He had multiple personalities. It was with Richard Gere. He, you remember talking about? No, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm, nah. I'm, I'm, it's bugging me because it, it, something was a courtroom. Yeah, well, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, it'll come to me before we're done. But that's, I think, is his best role. Followed, Primal Fear. Primal Fear. Good call. Bacon, Kelsey. Before uh, I even Google even gave it to me. Uh, what better movie for you, Nick Swartz? Primal Fear or Rounders? Rounders. I think he just said he never saw Primal Fear. So I'm probably, <laughs> okay, so there you go. That was probably an easy answer. <laughs> All right, so do you guys want you guys want to just uh, do your little Philadelphia Eagles chit chat? Uh, I'll let you. Just, I'll just step aside for a second. You guys can rub up a one, one, up against one another like you like to do. Reunited. And it feels so good. We, we can, can't fly Eagles fly because I was just down at Franklin Field yesterday t- for the Eagles' last open practice, and uh, you know there's a lot of E A G L E S Eagles. 
Is that what they and do? Colonel they, Carmichael it, was there. They honored a bunch of greats. It was that, awesome. That time. seems clever to spell out the name and oh, well, chant it out. I, I won't. I won't uh, murder it, you with. The, I know the song and I know it by heart. And I've sang oh. it. I sing it like every other diehard Eagle fan after a touchdown. I'm I on the other side of the state. I'm on the other side of the state with this. But keep going, boys. Well, I, I, get, I, get it out of your system. I do have one question I want to ask Nick about the Eagles, and if I if I'm allowed to, and that's obviously one of the guys that. I want to keep an eye on in fantasy football, but not too early. And that's Jordan Massey's a wide receiver. How has he shown in practice? I've heard nothing but great things, Nick. Who uh, the uh, Mobe? Jordan Matthews, the the second round rookie out of uh, Vanderbilt. Oh, Jordan Matthews. Um, you know, I, I've been to, down to two Eagles practices. Um, Jordan Matthews looks good, but he's mostly run with the twos. Um, I in fantasy football wise, I mean, I would pick him up. Like last pick, next to last pick. Oh yeah! But don't pick him early and expect a lot. Let me interject right here, Nick. Uh, he's, the, not, he's not. In, he's not in a lot of the one packages early on. Darren Sproles is out there a lot. Nobody the ones, ca- and Jordan Matthews isn't running with the ones. Nobody cares about the second team running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. Just so you all know. Uh, but in the second, after we go to take a break, Nick here in a bit. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give the people what they want from the three of us. Uh, I want you to I want you to think about this between now and then. Uh, we're going to pick the four sleepers at the four skilled positions in fantasy football because, as you know, that's right around the corner. The drafts are coming up here. Everybody's starting mm-hmm. to put them together. So I want quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. One guy from each position. This isn't the guy, you know, you're not going to give me, you know, James Graham at tight end. I want the guy that you might get in the fifth or sixth round that's going to be a sleeper that's going to put you over the top. That We're going to get to that. James uh, Graham would be a big sleeper since his name's Jimmy. <laughs> nice, nice. That that was bacon, incidentally. <laughs> so g- give that some thought for the, give that some thought for the next uh, segment uh, after the break. But we right now I want to get into what's important. Um, baseball is winding down slowly but surely. They're after the All Star break. Some teams are making some noise, and I couldn't help but notice that the Baltimore Orioles are in first place and sort of pulling away with it. Yeah. Did you they are. did you notice and, that? You know, did either of you notice that? I've got two friends that died of Oriole fans. I, I, I can't notice it the other day because I've seen they're playing the Yankees. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know the Orioles. So you the got high hopes. Bucket. You got high hopes now for the for the Yankees. They just got to, they got to share it back yesterday or the day before, right? You got yeah, you, you got to love uh, pitching on Wednesday. You got to love Chase Headley getting picked up from San Diego. You had to wonder what when, when that was a great time. Absolutely, you got to wonder when this guy was going to get smart and go somewhere. You know what I mean? He hasn't played. He's played San Diego his whole career, as far as I know. Yeah, and the thing is, he, and San Diego is like two parking lots. I mean, that, uh, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That. That's what it's I'm saying. Ballpark. Now it's getting to the yeah. it's getting to the the doldrum heat of the August uh, summer here, and you get, you're going to go to the to the shoebox that is the Yankee Stadium. I mean, that's like I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I could hit a home run out of there on a regular basis. But I've got a, you know, I've got a pretty I think good you're crazy. <laughs> I've got a pretty it's nice that you have high dreams and stuff, but I don't think so. I, I mean, maybe with like me pitching, you could. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, well, Trevor, Trevor's got a pretty good fastball, but his 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 curve, but his junk's not very good. I've been and, told that many times. In more than one way, for I, sure. I, I want to say the story. Is, what I want to know, and Nick, chime in on this, is not is the the. the Underrated parody in baseball. We're about to look at a postseason where if it ended today. Oh, I love it. We're seeing and no disrespect to Baltimore, it. but over the last twenty years there is disrespect to be made. You're looking at Kansas City. You're looking at you know Milwaukee. Pirates. Pirates, the, which was another team Pirates. that someone was talking about. I mean, ten years ago, if I Nick, I told you, and we knew each other ten years ago, and I told you that the, the playoffs in baseball would have just those three teams alone. 
How many? How many? How much drugs would you thought I was on? <laughs> a lot. We, yeah. Or how much money, like, would you have won if you went to it, like Las Vegas and put it down? I mean, yeah, that's one of the things that why I love baseball and football and and not the, the NBA. There's so much parity. Like in the NBA, at the beginning of the season, you know who the top teams are going to be. In yes. the NFL and college and football, you, you don't, in baseball, you don't know. Like Kansas City, on this, it has to shape line, out. It has to know, shape. Eleven yeah, out of last twelve. That's an excellent point. That's an excellent point, man. There's definitely more disparity in both of those sports than than the NBA. Uh, there, are, there are some fluctuations, but you know, you know, from year to year. That's how. So, on that note, uh, just to take a quick curveball to decide for both you guys, uh, if the Kevin Love deal is official. With with uh, LeBron, does is this it can put, be official to August thirty first? Right, but but if it, if it, if yeah, if, if it happens, if it happens, we'll say that it it looks like it's going to happen. You know, uh, if this happens, does this make them unbeatable, or is this going to be a trouble for the two of them to get along on the court? Because that you you, you got to think that that's going to be a it, there's only one ball, there's only one ball on the court next Schwartz. So what do you think about that? I think that, you know, they, they play two drastically different positions, and um, Kevin Love is more of, like, his back to the, the basket kind of guy. Um, I think for a LeBron team to win, you know, um, he needs a player like that. I think Cleveland's paying, like, a king's ransom for him, and uh, I think they may have over overdid it. Um, but, you know, the championship's what they want. They don't want to sit around and wait for Wiggins to, you know, come around. Um, but I, you know, there's a, there's enough room for both of them. Um, I, they I think they played together on the Olympic team, and um, they seem to know each other to that extent. I think they can play together. I don't think it makes them unbeatable by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I think any team with LeBron automatically you're you're a contender. But uh, it, it it's not like they're putting the, like the Heat were you know a couple of years ago. It's a difference. You know, like there's, there's going to be a year of gelling, and there's going to be really high expectations and. How often in any sports do teams live up to the expectations? So it's, it's going to be tough. More important than I, that. I see them getting along. Trevor, you agree with this? Uh, I worry about defense a little bit. If you look at them in the same roles, if you compare it to Miami, and you put Bosch and Love's role, Bosch, for all the jokes you want to make about him, was by far a lot better defender than, than Love. And while Love may be a better rebounder and score, and, and, and by looking at numbers, you can also say, well, would those numbers be the sa- aren't going to be the same? Like Bosch's numbers in Toronto when he got to the other team, but can't you get any those big guy to go down? Can't you get any big guy to get bored? I'm I'm more worried that he I mean, Love doesn't become a niche player that like Chris Bosch became because of playing with LeBron. James. He got he got sort of typecast into that position. Because if that's the case, then go ahead and just get Ryan Anderson from from New Orleans and and, and get the exact same thing all you want and for a lot cheaper. Exactly. So, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be how much money? How much money did they give LeBron again? Well, he's only a one-year deal with a, with a player option because he's going to resign when the new CBA comes around. I think that when LeBron goes to a new place, he needs to learn to be a little more quiet. He went to Miami. He went on that not five championships, not six championships, not seven championships, and then he just did this video. Did you see not too long ago where he's like speaking to the people of Cleveland? You see this, Nick? Yeah, I mean, I did, on. and I also heard about him giving out cupcakes to his neighbors. <laughs> I think he's a total tool. Uh, personally, I I, just, I don't like the guy. I don't. I think he should just keep his mouth shut about. Yeah, I think he should just keep his mouth shut about that stuff. By all accounts, he's a good father. Mm-hmm. You know, he does he does the right thing by his community and all that stuff. You know, all these guys have so much money that they give million dollars or two million dollars away to these charities and stuff like that, and they they hype it up like it's some big deal. That's like you and I giving charity uh, to to a cancer unit, giving them like twenty bucks. You know what I mean? It's. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous how much uh, attention it gets, but uh, we'll see. We 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 we're off the beaten path a little bit because I don't really care about NBA right now. 
There's so much stuff going on right now. I, mean, I don't I just, care about the NBA ever. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> good, I'll start talking about the NBA. Well, the, you don't, you're going to upset Bacon. The, the one time me and Bacon. Nick don't get along on something. Uh-oh, that's it. I wish we had the music for the Reunited <laughs> right now so I could play it. Uh, anyway, so we've got uh, – there's a lot to get to, man. There's a lot to get to. I, I, I was gone. I was up at the Saratoga Raceway the last week. This uh, the, Two weeks ago, last week, I spent a week right up the road here at Valhalla. You know we had the PGA Championship in town. You know, I was right mm-hmm. here, right here in good old Louisville, Kentucky. Do you get a chance? I know you're not a big golf guy, Nick, but do you get a chance to watch any of that? No, I was uh, at the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, and then got uh, right back and went down to Eagles Park because my birthday was last week, so I had a pretty big, uh, awesome birthday week. Your buddy, do a lot of things. Your buddy Bacon was just up at the Baseball Hall of Fame a couple weeks. When was that? Two weeks ago? Three weeks ago? I, I went to all the Hall of Fames the weekend before they did all their inductions because I didn't want to deal with the madhouse. He says, he says. Two are good. The other one sucks. Yeah, basketball fame was awful. I would never recommend it. Cooperstown, paying the butt to get there, paying the butt to find, paying the butt to park, but worth every paying the butt it gives you. Anyway, there's a big big golf tournament right up the road here. Uh, Rory, Rory McElroy, he actually, uh, he's pretty much said to everybody, I'm the best, and nobody can beat me. And that's pretty much what happened. So I mean, I've know, read a lot about it. I mean, it's pretty impressive. He's kind of taken over as the face of the PGA now. You know, he's on the first eight basis with uh, uh, who calls uh, for that for CBS. Uh, he's, he's like he can now go by Rory. Yeah, you know, like he's the first name that you know, Tiger. And I Jack. tell you what, those those guys should be happy that we don't know somebody because but some of those announcers on the uh, CBS and the major networks are are not real good. They're not real good. It's kind of boring. Yeah. It's kind of boring. Yeah, man, some that's of the name. Jim, yeah, Jim Nance. Now, Jim Nance has been doing that for a long time. I tell you what, that's one heck of a gig that guy's got. So, uh, But anyway, like I said, yeah. when we come back from the break, we got real football's already underway. They're all in camp. Uh, some are putting on some good performances. Your Eagles were uh, the game I watched of the Eagles play. Well, I actually didn't have to watch a game. I had to watch about uh, two minutes of the game, and I realized that the Eagles were in bad shape. But uh, they got Shady McCoy, so they're going to be all right. But when we come back from the break. Oh, my goodness. It was the first preseason game. Give it a rest. <laughs> even, I'm not, even I didn't go crazy. But did, I'm you a see, did, did you see those interceptions? I could. I'm telling you, I wouldn't have thrown those interceptions. Get them out of the system. And I've got a bad arm. It's a, yeah, he's he just wants to make it interesting is all it is. So, but we got to get to a quick, quick break here. And when we come back, like I said, we're going to talk our top four sleepers at each position. So give it some thought, Nick. And uh, we'll be right back on the Big Nasty Show sure. on fourteen fifty thesportsbuzz dot com. like that selection. I've kind of let you go on free a freewheel. I've kind of let you on freewheel lately, which you would do anyway, whether I'm not you or not. 
that, which is kind of funny. But uh, you like Chicago, tw- though. I, that Chicago, I like. I don't like when they got soft. You know, like the the the, the soft. You're the, re- you're the meaning in my life. Uh, you're my inspiration. Well, I know my next song. For the <laughs> of course, it will be. I've been That's having perfect. Chicago in my mind. Uh, I was listening to. Uh, you ever seen the movie Clear History on HBO? <laughs> no. Oh, watch it's great. There's, no, uh, there's great references to the band Chicago, and that's why I was just kind of in a Chicago mood today. That's nice. Uh, twenty five and six two four, I think, is what the weird. Is that about time or drug use now? I, I, who knows? Back then, I bet it was probably drug use. They, you know, you, a lot of people don't realize how how these guys party, man. These these sixties and seventies bands. I mean, it was all free. Uh, you know, everything was free. Can't picture Peter Cetera being like John Belushi though. For some <laughs> well, I don't I, know about the cocaine, but it's, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he had plenty of sex. I see Peter Cetera. I just think of the guy that did the Karate Kid Two theme. That's all I see. I don't, <laughs> I don't see anything was that, else. Wow, you don't even. I don't even realize that. So anyway, we're going. We're, we're going to hop over back to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. We got Nick Swartz on with us. Nick, what are you into nowadays? You got. I mean, you're going to the the camps and the Hall of Fames and stuff. What's what's happening with you? Uh, are you making any money, buddy? Are you uh, you just uh, taking over the world? A little bit of both. Um, I'm trying to, uh, I'm, you know, I'm editing for uh, the the Sports Illustrated site, and um, I got offered a position to be featured Eagles writer for uh, ProFootball.com, which is a, I think one of the largest NFL sites um, in the world. Uh, so I took that on, and um, you know, I'm a lead writer in. A lot of over, you know, gives me a lot of opportunities, and uh, so I get to write on the Eagles, and then like get a lot of boring editing stuff. But the other, the, the ProFootball.com is, you know, definitely it's a great gig, and I get to write on a team that I'm passionate about, and it's fun to write again, and it's nice. I'm thinking about writing. I think I think I'd be a good writer. I, I can certainly spew from the mouth, I think but you, too. I, I, you know, but uh, there's not there's no time. There's no time. I've always got you know. It takes a lot when you get to my age. It takes a lot to keep it sexy. Yeah, you have, yeah, you have nothing else going on in your life. It's crazy. I, I really don't have anything going on. I did get a new. Uh, yeah, I know. Like my life is so like lame. I got uh, you know work full time as a counselor. Um, you know, I write for two, a place, an editor, a couple kids. Let's not. You know, as wife. I say, let's not. For, really let's dull. not forget that the baby production machine is in full effect. Let's not forget that everything seems everything <laughs> everything seems to be working just fine in the sports department. So, um, well, hopefully, it shut off. For a little, you know, ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I, I've often said that two and I'm done. What about you, Trevor? I, I, if you could ever find a lady to to make to lay with you. <laughs> Yeah, so you're, uh, you're like two. I'm done. I'm just, Nick, Nick, I wish you could I'm really appreciate. Happy, I'm just happy to get laid. If I if I pop a kid out, and you know, it's, wow, it's, you don't even it's, sprinkles it's, on top of the sun. You don't even like mentally go through it the process. Like maybe I should get out of here. Maybe I should pull out of here. You just you're just like ah. Oh. I'm just, just like Jabba the Hutt spewing goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I do so low. <laughs> oh my God! So anyway, let's. I'm going to give you guys both another chance. First of all, I, I, I'm. I want to. I want to. This is being recorded as it always is. So I want to go on record as saying that uh, Nick is it Fultz? They pronounce it Fultz or Fultz? I don't know. It depends who you're talking about. Yeah, you're, talking you're, about Nick Fultz, the kicker. Nick Fultz. I'm, I'm talking about your quarterback for the, for the Philadelphia that, Eagles that's this year. Fultz, there, James Graham. What, what everybody's putting all their their uh, Nick Fultz out of Arizona University. Okay, number so, nine. All right. So here's the question. High school in Texas. Here's the question, and we'll we'll let Bacon go first, and then we'll let you go. How many touchdown passes does this cat throw this particular season? Me first. I put in the over under at twenty five. I put the over. I think I put the over over under. At twenty five, I'm taking the over. That's too, probably too low for the, isn't it? That's way too low. I'm a little, I'm a little gimpy. Twenty twenty five. Okay, yeah, so let's put the over uh, okay, under well, let's, let's make it. Let's go back to that. Then, just how many you think he's going to have? Let's just keep it simple. 
I'm going to say... Touchdown pass. I'm going to go matching last year's 29. He had 29 last year? Yes. Nick Swartz? You know, when you said the 25 over 9, I was thinking like a push, like 25, 26. That's about right where... So I wasn't that low. I wasn't that low then. That's about right. So how many do you think he has? We got Trevor at 29. So yes. I'll say 26 because the thing is, is that you know, um, he had that long stretch, and, and no one realizes, even though the Eagles are an up-tempo offense, it's a running offense. Yeah. So I, I, I think it'd be a 26 touchdown. The offense goes through Shady. It, 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 I don't think that's a big surprise. Now, yeah. the interception yeah. number is going to be a lot higher than last year. They're not gonna, he's not going to have another season with those two interceptions. Well, how big of a factor is Deshaun Jackson in this equation? I know, I know this has got you both wishing You're, that you wore looser pants, yeah. but let's go with this. Humongous. Do you think it's huge? It's not, it's not even. It's so big. It's not you don't think measurable. Jeremy. You don't think Jeremy McLean and Brent Selick can pick out the slack? Well, I don't. <laughs> or Selick, or however. I don't know how you pronounce half these names. Anymore. I don't know who Jeremy McLean is myself, but I think that's John McLean's cousin. Macklin. Uh, Macklin. I don't. I, McCoy's ability, whether it's on the ground or catching out of the backfield, is is so big to Nook Foles' success as starter. It's not even measurable. That's how huge it is. I think what he's trying to say, Nick, is that it's uh, how <laughs> how goes the Eagles with LaShawn McCoy? You think that's you think yeah. You think um, you think Deshaun Jackson's that big of a factor? I mean, he had two down. He had the last yeah, two years were down. The reason being, go ahead. No, Deshaun Jackson was had a great season last year. I think it was his, the best season he's had in his NFL career. The thing about Deshaun is, and this is with all great wide receivers. He's as important when he's not catching the ball as he is when he's catching it. In what sense? He, you know, because he draws gets, double you know, teams. Separation. He gets those Darren Spools gets Be- open. You know, because they're worried about Deshaun. Because the double teaming and stuff. Because he doesn't block. Deshaun Jackson's not a blocker. I can tell you that much. Oh no, he plays. He like he's a little light in the loafers when it comes to blocking. No, uh, he's a sissy. Is what he is. So. <laughs> He's a sissy, is what he yeah. is. What kind of fit do you think? That. What kind of fit do you think it's going to be for him in Washington with RG three throwing the football to him? You think this is this this might be actually a I, better setup for him? I think so. I actually think that you know um, the Redskins. I, the, one, I was having a conversation with someone yesterday about the the whole NFC East, and it's a great offensive division. But there's going to be scores when it's like in a you know division games. It, there's going to be like fifty two to like forty eight. Lights out. The ball last. You know, really great stretch up and down the field. The Redskins have a great offense. Um, you know, if their defense can even get slightly improved, like I think they're going to surprise some teams. You know, um, that division is people, that, that division. That great division coach. is horrible. That division is horrible. Yes, absolutely. And yep. it's the worst division in. They'll end up with four or five. They'll end up with the four worst defenses in football. They'll be in the top ten every one of them. That's gonna be that's gonna be that division this year that where the the uh, the team that's under five hundred <laughs> or right at five hundred wins the division. I don't think it'll be that bad, but I agree. Yeah. I agree with Nick said about the defenses. It's maybe four of the maybe eight. Worst Who's got the best defense in in that conference in that division? Who's got the best defense? The Dallas? But, hey, we're gonna find out. Is it Dallas? Yeah. Is it Philadelphia? Dallas, they lost Sean Lee. They lost the rookie guy. The rookie defensive end they got. They I mean, what about the Giants? The Giants are the Giants are kind of an old. They're the older defense, aren't they? On paper, I would say the Giants followed by Philly, but on paper, doesn't yeah. result on the field. We'll, we'll see how it all shakes down. So I think the, the, the Eagles defense might surprise people. I, I, from what I've seen, I like it. I love the defensive coordinator. I think a year in the system, you know, uh, it's hard for me to separate like my my loveness 
and my the reality <laughs> of knowing football. Yeah, I know. You know when it comes uh, to Eagles, so like I don't know if I'm just hoping, you know, but it seems to me that another year under uh, Bill Davis's system and you know uh, getting used to the concept of that three four hybrid they play uh, with the weapons that they have, you know, I think that the Eagles could end up having a good defense, and if they do. Then there's going to be a team with like ten, eleven wins. Who's backing up? Energy. Who's backing up QB? That who's backup QB at, at Philadelphia? Don't ask that question. Don't even. I, that. I'm asking. I got my answer, but I already knew it. That was. I guess that's a rhetorical. Uh, I like Mark Sanchez. I think it was a great. What? How, t- t- tell me, tell me how you like Mark Sanchez. Explain to me why you like Mark Sanchez. All right. First of all, he throws a great ball. He throws a great long ball to oh, the other team. What? Give him a chance. They constantly protected him. They never let him like air it out. He's a good quarterback. He's a smart quarterback. And I'm telling you, I have this like gut feeling Foles is going to go down and Mark Sanchez is going to come in and he's going to surprise some people. Are you going to be scrambling? far from a bad quarterback. He got a bad rap because of the Jets and everyone making the butt fumble uh, and things like that. But Mark Sanchez was a great acquisition. You know, I mean, would you want Matt Barkley to come in? You know, the next time, next time I come through your neck of the woods, Nick, I'm going to have to stop by and go to your special room because what you've got is better than what I've got. <laughs> but uh, I like how I, Nick, I like how Nick's uh, options are pick between which USC quarterback was the bigger bust, which one you want, Matt Barkley or Mark Sanchez. <laughs> well, well played. Here's the thing. I, I, I'll give you Matt. Uh, I'll give you that Mark Sanchez probably didn't have too many weapons. What Santonio Holmes? Antonio Holmes was his best. Uh, they yeah, did, yet he did still go to two straight Justin, AFC Justin title Cowell games. Best weapon. He was a slow tight end. You yeah, know? exactly. I mean, he had no one. They never. They never. They protected him too much. They never let him open up. He wasn't good underneath. Like it was just a bad system for him. Sometimes great players can go from a bad system and come in. I just have this gut feeling. I don't know if it's crazy that Sanchez is going to end up starting some games and do well. Um, I think that gut feeling is means you I have to go for <laughs> I'd like to have the Eagles fly like an eagle uh, song loaded up because I think you're flying like an eagle. But anyway, that's uh, you're you're entitled to that, and uh, it could happen that way, buddy. It could happen that way. But I think Mark Sanchez is a flop. I think he's always been a flop. I don't think the system that he's in or the team he's on. Is going to matter, but for your sake and the Eagles and your buddy behind the glass here, hopefully three straight division, three straight division titles. You know, three times you took the, the Jets to the post with a team that had no one on offense, no running back, no wide receivers. So I guess I don't know. Okay, Dick, this may be drastic, but if he has, if he has to play, it reminds me of one name, and that's Mike McMahon. When he came in for an injured Donald Nab back a couple back in the <laughs> what was that's that name? What was that? That's like Bubby Brister. Yeah, that's like the Bubby Brister Todd Blackledge yeah. era of former Pittsburgh, former Rutgers which, standout quarterback and Detroit Lion. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna have to take a break here in just a moment. Before we do, I got another quick little. This is just a little fun stuff here, kids. Uh, we got a couple rookies that are that are in the system this year in the uh, new new teams, new faces. Um, of these five guys, I want to know for both of you who you think is gonna make the biggest impact immediately. Not next year, not two years from now. I want, to, I want to know which one of these guys is going to make the quickest impact immediately. Blake Bortles, Johnny Manziel, Derek Carr, Teddy Bridgewater, or the Garoppolo character? Those five. I'll let Trevor go first while you think it over. Bortles, Bortles Manziel, Bridgewater, Carr, Garoppolo. I'd like to take option six, none of the above, but if I have I, to pick one. Which one is going to make the most gonna impact It's going to make me sound a little biased. I'll probably say Teddy Bridgewater. Or actually, or no, I, well, yeah, him or Manziel are pretty close. How could you not step in right away with AP in the backfield? So, uh, but he's ne- not going to start right away. That's the problem. No, none of these guys probably will. But who's going to make the impact this year? Who's going to make the, the the biggest impact this year? Nick, what do you what are your thoughts? Uh, well, I don't, 
I mean, I want to thank Johnny Manziel um, because I think he's the best out of the bunch. But, I mean, there's really – with Josh Gordon getting suspended, I, I don't know who he's going to throw it to. Jordan Cameron's going to get double teamed. How so long is Gordon – how long is Jordan you know, out, Josh Gordon? How long is he out? They, they, they're oh, yeah. going to put it Wednesday, we find out. He was riding dirty, with, he was riding dirty with that stuff that's, that you got up north there. <laughs> he, got, he got caught riding dirty, didn't he? The sticky icky. The sticky. That's what. Well, I, that I, was I, secondhand smoke, I, though, man. I, I bet it was. He's like Bill Clinton. He didn't inhale. Okay, whatever. I bet it wasn't swag. Ah, <laughs> uh, so, so you think Johnny Johnny football? I th- yeah, I'm gonna go with Johnny football. I think it's Bortles, man. I think at Jacksonville, Jacksonville sucks. What do they got to keep? What, what do they have yeah. that they can't put a, a new uh, young quarterback in and just let him figure it out? I mean, why? he's going to be any good. But I'm saying, <laughs> but the question was, who's going to have who's going to have impact first? And I think it's going to be Bortles. I think by midseason, Bortles is in the, is under center. I think if you use any of those guys in fantasy football, you're in the no. Last I, we're not talking fantasy football. We're just talking about who's going to have the impact. We're going to talk fantasy football right on the other side of this uh, break. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk top four. Uh, sleeper picks at all the fantasy skill position players. So we'll be right back on the Big Nasty Show, Bacon Kelsey has got a lighter out. I'm and jamming he, he, in here. He, man. He's, cast, he's, he's cascading it back and forth as if he was at a live concert. This it does is feel Kit Two soundtrack, it, by the it, way. Yes, that little Asian in that movie. I had. A, I, I'm telling you, I wanted to do bad things for her for a very short period of time. Real quick, the best write-off of a character ever in a movie was Elizabeth Shue from Karate Kid One to Two. If you've never noticed in the beginning of Karate Kid Two, because she didn't do the sequel, right? He comes to Mr. That. Miyagi and says that. She dumped him at the prom the night of the contest for a UCLA linebacker, and he never saw her again. <laughs> oh, I didn't even. And I, wow, it's that's so a, under the radar, but it's just the greatest write off of a character from a sequel I thought ever. Done. That's the the <laughs> biggest piece of meaningless information, but, but but well played at that point. So a little Chicago to bring it back here. Beautiful Monday afternoon. It's a little hot today. We've been having real good luck with the weather of late. So um, we've got special guests on the line with us. 
last couple times you've been on the show, we had to sh- cut it short because we got Little League Baseball's heating up. They got the Little League World Series actually this week. It starts. Uh, they're they're playing the regionals now. And, and uh, New Albany lost to Jackie Robinson. Did they lose? Chicago, yeah. Did very they lose good team. The, uh, yeah, that's well, that team, they, these kids look like they're 13, 14 years old. But uh, anyway, we're back to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line. Nick, uh, did you did you happen to notice that the local team, New Albany, was, was up there playing Chicago last night? Little League World Series? That's in the neck of the woods. Yeah, there's the team that's actually in the same uh, district as uh, my son's district where, where I coach. Um, down here in Philly, they have that girl, Monday co- Davis, on the team, the, the Canyon Youth Baseball Association. This man coaches, too. In the, middle of, in, the middle of all that re- in the middle of all that resume we just went through on the last segment, this man coaches baseball, too. Which how exciting! How exciting! He's a Renaissance man. He is a How exciting is it though? Like people don't realize that haven't been to the League World Series, how uh, like uh, epic event this is in Central Pennsylvania, in the in the mountains. You know, this is like that's big time. It's like a, it's like New Orleans. It's like Mardi Gras kind of around there at those time that time of year. I love. It. I think it's the most pure form of any sporting event in the world, and to go there. To, to, to never go there is like a total in service if you're a sports fan. Um, taking my son up, I think it's just such a, it'll be his first time there. It's, it's such a beautiful environment. Everything about it is what's good about sports. And in my uh, opinion, they play better fundamentally than a major league baseball player. It's all hard, man. It's all yeah. It's it's all hard. It's all yeah. it's, it's pure baseball. It's like it, there's nothing better, man. It's you, you know how you, do you realize how every like. Every year of my life, I, I reflect back on that. We, if we would have beaten Bristol, Connecticut, we would have been there, and literally yep. been fifteen minutes away. And how how big would that have been? That would have been insane. There was baseball cards. I mean, it, it would have just been. Yeah. I mean, it bigger, would have been like the biggest story nationally. Even on every sports, it would have been on ESPN. Pe- people it don't would have been like the largest story ever in Little League history. People don't fully appreciate where I'm coming from when I tell that story. They're like, "Yeah, whatever," you know. They blow it off. But it was like we uh-huh. literally. My hometown was 15 minutes from William, Williamsport, and if we had made it there, we would have represented the East. It would have been awesome. It would have been ridiculous because, like, not too there's long. Only four, there's only four things there: East, West, South. Yeah, there was only four four American teams, and four it it was um, Far East, uh, South America, uh, Spain, or pardon me, Europe, Southeast. Help me out here, Nick. It was South America. There was was Europe, the uh, Canada, Asian team, uh, Far East, Asian, and then Canada. Yeah. There was only four teams, mm-hmm. and so we would have been one of eight. eight teams total in the whole thing. Right, and, and, like and we now. we were one one team. The, the team that beat us went to represent the East, and uh, team from local won a couple years again, Had a, the best pitcher, in my opinion, in that year. The best pitcher, Greg Stover, absolutely could pitch for Louis baseball. Which and the way and the way that that was set up around back then with those eight teams, if we could have got past our second, you know, the second and third, the second we would have got to the the game. He would have started the, the beginning of the World Series, and nobody touched him. He had and, like eight, nine, ten no hitters. Well, I took yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I, I was I, catching. I caught the guy like he threw so hard. Awesome ball player. I that's what I you that's what him. I, you're I, ahead of me. You know. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. I, I it was like it would have been it would have been incredible. But anyway, you know, you two being the big MLB guys will think I'm crazy to say this. You'll 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 think I'm 
moron to say, but I already think I'm you're crazy. Being but... a big, the biggest MLB guy, I've watched more of the little league probably in the last couple weeks than I have Major League Baseball this year. I love and it. That's, that's every year until the Major League Baseball playoffs come around. But it kind of goes to the point of you both talking about the love of the game and how pure it is, opposed to watching Major League Baseball. I, I more I enjoy watching the little league. Man, it sounds creepy, but no, I enjoy watching the little league this every year more than I do Major League Baseball until the playoffs come around. Major League Baseball. And to Nick's point. It's fundamentally sound. It's 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 baseball. It's they pure love it so baseball. Much. It's like watching it, college sports over professional. The only bar, the only bad side about that is there has to be a loser at this yeah. point in the game. Uh, they started to play round robin though in Williamsport, like Nick, like he was just saying. We used to be only it used to be only eight teams, and it was basically two games until you're into the championship. You know, the third, fourth, third or fourth game was your yeah. championship game. Nowadays they play four or five games because it's a, it's you have to you lose. have to win your state and if, you go yeah, to another so, place where right. you play four other states. So it's a lot more complex. They got to win a lot of games. They got they got to play more games, but uh, still, and it was it's, a lot easier with the best pitcher in the, like in 1983, like the best pitcher, the best pitcher, in, best pitcher in, in the country, league, best best pitcher in the little league. Yeah, he, the, the, because. That year, the Far East won, and they didn't win by much. And their their pitching wasn't as good as it has uh, had been in like years before or years after. And uh, you know who knows, but that's that's living in the glory days. There, you know, so. my glory days. I was looking this up the other day. I yeah, think they, the seventy nine team. I think about it a lot too. I think the seventy nine team from Tampa had three World Series winners: Dwight Gooden, uh, Gary Sheffield, and somebody else, all in one little league team. In I know it's crazy. Tampa. It's crazy. It was just a load. Uh, that that's a, the same pitcher that we were just talking about has decided he went to a different profession. He made babies. He's got like four babies running around. So and uh, he he yeah. he, he, he never did ball in college. He did great, and then uh, yeah, yeah but he, probably because he was so good in college, he was easy to make the babies. <laughs> well, yeah, well, he looks a lot like <laughs> he looks like our guest Nick Schwartz, which makes has no trouble making babies, both from the the lore of it and the actual <laughs> carrying out the process. All right, a couple little baseball things here, and then we'll get to our four sleepers of the, uh, before we get before we wrap it up. Um, looking at the baseball here, we've we've had a lot of trades in the last couple of weeks, Nick, uh, and I wanted you to touch on a couple. Of those and, and tell me who you think made out the best out of this whole situation. Is Oakland is Oakland just getting away with murder? As far as the trades I think go, that Oakland is definitely the team to beat. They, they went all in. Like Billy Bean, like didn't pull the money ball. He said, "You know what? I'm tired of just getting to the show. I want to win it all." He went. He put went a call all in, just like a post tournament. He went all in for the first time in his career as a GM. Broke his own rules that he set, and you know Hamill's painted out now. The, their pitching rotation and it proves pitching wins baseball. The Oakland A's, without a doubt, won because the Detroit Tigers got, yeah, they have three, the last three strikers. Their bullpen is atrocious. They don't even have a closer, and you will not win the World Series without a closer. Their bullpen is horrible. I've got some bad They're news for them, too. Cameron, Nathan, Soria's hurt. Yeah, the guy well, got from Texas. The, the, Verlander's, the Verlander's off his game. He's been all season. Verlander's hittable, yep. hittable. Yeah, and and Max Scherzer hasn't been lights out the last few weeks. I have him. I have him on my fantasy team. I need him now because we're going into the fantasy playoffs in, in baseball. We're we're Me going. Too, I have him so uh, you know, I need him. But yeah. uh, I, I think Oakland is the clear winner in baseball. So uh, before we run out of time, though, I want to get to what uh, the the most uh, the biggest of all fantasy sports is obviously football. It was the beginning of fantasy yeah. sports. It's still the most popular. Fantasy sports has trumped actual football. What I mean by that is more people pay attention for football. To football for fantasy than they do to watch the games. Most people don't even care about their own personal team anymore. They'd rather have their fantasy team win. Am I right about this? 
They're cheering against their favorite team because of that's the what I'm saying. Players. That's no what joke. I'm. That's, that's what I'm saying. Players apologizing for sitting out. I mean, fantasy football is taking over. It's it's beyond taking over. It, it. it is. It, I know. I love it too. We all play it. Trevor's got a couple of teams. I've got a few teams. You got a few teams. We got draft days coming up for everybody in the next few weekends. Most people draft on Saturdays and Sundays. So you're going to be sitting down in the next yeah. couple of weeks to put your team together. And what I've done, and what I've uh, like to do for both of you guys to our listeners, is to give everybody. Our thoughts on some sleepers that you could get in later rounds that are going to pay huge dividends. Um, and I'll get the party started. We'll go with tight end. We'll go tight end, and then we'll work our way through wide, wide receiver, running back, quarterback. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, tight end. Uh, I think uh, this Dennis Pitta, who plays for Baltimore, I think he's going to come back. He has It was an injury season last year, so we just chalk it up to that. I think Joey Flacco thinks of him as a as a secret checkdown guy. Uh, I think he comes on real strong this year, and he's going to go late because he's under the radar. So uh, that's my tight end, Trevor. You go, and then we'll let our guests go last. Uh, it's kind of a two. I like Ladarius Green of San Diego, but I'm going to pick uh, Tyler Eifert of uh, Cincinnati. Zachy Ertz would be a, too much of a trendy pick. Does Ladarius take all the carries, the catches away from uh, Antonio? Gets Gates? a high percentage of him. I think he's the better sleeper, but I think Tyler Eifert's a really good sleeper as well as Cincinnati. Nice. Okay, Nick Swartz, tight end. Who, who's 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 a cheap pick? I, I was a, I'm, I, I I've been thinking about this for like, you know 25 minutes, and and Ertz is mine just because I think people are going to be worried about the timeshare of Selleck, and he's going to fall late. Uh, and with tight ends, there's such a drop off, so you pretty much roll the dice. And I know that if I can get Ertz, I'm going to hold off on tight end unless you know I get Graham. So I, Ertz would be mine. Nice. Moving on to wide receiver. Great year. He's going to be very involved. I'm not sure that this completely falls into sleeper. It's not going to be the savvy cats are not going to be, but this is maybe for a first-timer or uh, you know a, a rookie to the fantasy football scene. Uh, I think Percy Harvin comes back from, again, an injury-prone season, and I think he lights it up out there with Russell, Wilton's, Russell Wilson. Um, maybe not a huge sleeper, but that's my pick for wide receiver. I think he has a big, big year. Trevor? Can't ever give one. I got two. Robert Woods in Buffalo. I really like a second-year guy, and I'm really liking the most Andrew Hawkins in Cleveland. I Somebody's like got to catch the ball, and I think he's got a nice upgrade, especially if Jordan uh, Gordon is going to be Stay tuned. There. Stay tuned for how long Gordon's out. Absolutely. Exactly. So I, I, like the, I like the picks there, too. Uh, notice – Notice Bacon's picking two when we're supposed to pick one, but we'll just we'll, we'll roll along. Look at the size anyway, of me. I do everything twice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, including eating. Uh, wide receiver, uh, Nick. Steve Johnson from the San Francisco 49ers. Formerly of the Buffalo Bills? No, Steve Johnson, he plays for the San Francisco 49ers. I think that he is going to um, surprise <laughs> a lot of people. Kaep- Kaepernick doesn't really have that deep, you know, uh, Spread the field, come the guy to go to. And I Still think has Bolton going to Still. come on and play great. I like, I like it. All right, so on the quarterback, um, I actually am going down to the sunny Miami with my quarterback. I think, uh, I think Ryan Tannehill figures out how to use. Um, I can't even think of the deep play of a guy from Pittsburgh. Help me out here. Mike Wallace. I, I think he figures out how to play with Mike Wallace. I think the running back play is better this year. And I think Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, who had a decent year last year, I think he steps up and has a really big year this year. Uh, at Miami. Trevor, QB. I, I like Tannehill. He's been one of my two picks. The other one, it's, this is a loaded question. His quarterback's such a weird sleeper. I'm going, uh, if he can stay healthy, Jake Locker. If, don't take him as your number wow. one guy. I like but it. But if you can get I him like late, it. I think if he can stay healthy, he can be a nice I like it. That's what, that's what I'm looking for. Bread, bread and butter. Give it to me. Nick, who's, who's the quarterback this year you can get late that's going to help you out win your fantasy championship? Jake Cutler. Jim, wow, wow, that's not a sleeper. Wow, that's that's, 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 trendy Zach that's not Hurts, that's Come neither on. a sleeper or a good pick. But anyway, okay, on to the most important position in fantasy football. Still, 
and I'll stick strong with this, still the most important, depending on your scoring, is running back. And I'm going to tell you right now, kids, and you heard it here first, this year this guy is going to step up and he's going to become the talk of the NFL. And you can get him late at running back. He plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mr. LeVon Bell. He's going to have a huge, huge year this year, especially with the no huddle from Ben. Ben and scrambling, huge year. LeVon Bell, take it to the bank. Trevor. I don't know anybody that we consider a sleeper that's going to be taken in the first two rounds of every draft in America. I'm going Andre Williams of the Giants now, especially with Oh, Wilson. wow. I, Andre, I don't even know who that is. I'll have to look him up. Anyway, Nick, before we get out of here, who, who's going to be the running back that takes you to the promise? You know, I had Andre Williams as mine. Um, I think Le'Veon Bell is going to play uh, great, but you're not going to get. You're going to have to get him early because people are going to jump on him. But Andre Miller was. I mean, Andre Williams from the Giants was who had, I wrote down as my sleeper. Perfect, Nick. Thanks for joining us again, buddy. No problem. Take All right, easy, guys. All right, have we'll, a great night. We're going to get. Pleasure. We're going to get out of here. Uh, we got a little uh, nice weather to do so. Big nasty show next week, Monday.